Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. I'm David Soaker. Hey, Dave. Chris! It's Friday. It is. Uh, are you excited for the weekend? Because we got plans this weekend. I'm working for the weekend. No, you're not. Oh, that's right. I'm not. Road trip. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh... We're going to be at Star Trek Tour this weekend, uh, Saturday, as a matter of fact, down in yep. uh, Ticonderoga, New York. And no, they don't make the pencils there. So I was a little disappointed. I was hoping we were going to get to see the Star Trek Tour and the recreation of the Enterprise sets. ANSI pencils, no pencils. No pencils. So we're just going to be stuck with, with Enterprise stuff. Yeah. Um, so a uh, little last minute, if you're listening to us on Friday, you should come join us on Saturday. We'll be there at noon. Sure. Sure. Uh, but yes, I'm ex- what I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, anywho, it's Friday. It's minute 42 of the voyage home. Uh, minute 42 starts with Kirk asking, uh, the antique shop owner, how much he will give them for them. Give them for them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and ends a minute later with Spock using a map to find some whales. Mm. A map. So, oh, they're here. Oh, I thought they were here just to sell some glasses. I totally forgot that they were. The mission. Oh, the mission. The mission. Uh, all sorts of good stuff going on in this uh, this minute. Um, so continuation of, uh, well, we thought it was a loan. Wait, we think it's an antique shop. The script yes. says antique shop. Yes. The prop says a loan, uh, savings and loan. No, so a, a loan and pawn shop. Um, uh, but now we get Kirk asking, all right. Late what 18th century glasses? Uh, yep. How much would you give me for them? Um, and the antique stoner uh, owner says they'd be they'd be worth more if the lenses were inta- intact. I'll give you one hundred dollars. Rip off! <laughs> I think Kirk should reach over the counter and punch him in the face. Yeah, and just like what are you are you trying what are you trying to pull up over here? Um, I mean, to Kirk's credit, he doesn't know, and he asks he asks the appropriate question. Is that a lot? <laughs> to which everyone in the store should be like, no. Yeah, that would be cool. There should be a bystander there, right, trying to help them out. Um, and wouldn't this be the perfect time, Dave, for yep. Spock, the smartest man alive, who seems yes. to know every factoid about Earth's history? Yes. Wouldn't this be something he know he would know? Yes. Oh, no, these are these are definitely worth you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So fail, Spock fail. Oh, that totally is a Spock fail. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, what do you think about this little interchange, though, with their exchange between Spock and Kirk? You're like, oh, you know, excuse me, weren't those a birthday present from Dr. McCoy? <laughs> uh, and Kirk is like, with no hesitation, and they will be again. That's the beauty of it. Um, he's so cocky. Like, do you really think that's what he was thinking of? Like, oh, I'm going to sell these things, and like, oh, they're gone now. This sentiment, you know, this gift I got. Mm. Or do you think he actually went, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to get them again. I'm going to get them again in the future. They're going to come back to me. I just find so, it a little too convenient. So 
would so I guess I have to ask the question: Would they? So we're <laughs> thinking of time linearly, linearly, right? So time linearly. So Rathacon happens. He gets the present. Search for Spock. Voyage home. They go back in time. Mm-hmm. He sells the glasses. Fast forward the movie. Blah 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 blah. They're back home. What does he do? He's going to find the broken pair of glasses. What? Because oh right, because he's going back. He's going back to the 23rd century. Right, he's going back to the 23rd century. Yep. And he sold his pat his. So those. <laughs> this is going to sound totally ridiculous, but just follow me. We're we're in we're right now from Wrath of Khan when he gets the glasses. This is Kirk's future. Even though they're not in the future, this is Kirk's future. Yeah, yep. This is Kirk's future self in the past, selling the glasses. Right. He's already received the – McCoy has picked up those glasses at another pawn shop somewhere else. Yeah. His glasses now exist at this pawn shop with broken lenses. So, 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 having, so, yeah. so he goes back to the future. He's going to get glasses that are broken. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Dude. he's not going to get he's not going to get a birthday present again because they're going to go back in the time they left. His birthday already happened. His glasses are broken in, in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just so you know, I, I was I wasn't uh, I should be mentally prepared to have a paradox conversation with you because <laughs> it's a time travel movie, but I wasn't ready for it here. <laughs> uh, didn't didn't McCoy say something like he? Did he say he put lenses in them because he's lenses retinax? Or but no, right. he just he just said I usually for someone with ear condition I usually prescribe retinax. Uh, um, he just says they're for your eyes. I think that's all he says. So well, so maybe McCoy did buy the broken glasses that you know maybe from this very pawn shop in the future, three hundred right. years later. They've been in that pawn shop for three hundred years. Um, McCoy Bono and just replace the lenses for Kirk. Maybe. Does right. That, does that fix your paradox or no? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying like it. Think of back to the future where there's multiple Marty's in the past. Yeah. Yeah. There are multiple sets of glasses now in the past. Like you, you would say, said yourself, if these are the same glasses, you have just created a paradox. Like, when did the glasses exist and when did, didn't they? So if he's just buying the same pair of glasses over and over again, like, what? what's the no? first pair? Yeah. You can't do that. That's paradoxically incorrect. Okay. It has to be – this has – so there has to be another pair of glasses in the past at the same times they are now back there in the past. Just like Marty, there were two Martys, two, two DeLoreans or however many DeLoreans existed in 1955 at once. I think it was like five or whatever. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, Do you know what I mean? Right. I'm just going to apologize to our listeners for the next like 60 seconds of dead air as I try to <laughs> process this. <laughs> I know this was totally, I wasn't even thinking about it until you, the line struck me again as like, this will be a birthday present from Dr. McCoy. And it's like, no, it won't. Because you're not getting the birthday present again. You've already had your birthday. It was in the past. <laughs> I'm picturing a lot of chatter on the, uh, <laughs> on the Facebook group after this episode hits, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with it. Whatever you're saying, I agree. 
because I don't really, I can't, I can't debate it. Right. I, mean, I can't win. I can't debate a paradox. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no more dead air. Uh, so let me switch to, uh, before we leave, um, before we leave just a little bit more about the, um, yep. the store, uh, again, I'm taking it all from the fake, um, what I believe is a fake prop ticket. Um, yep. the name of the place we talked about is it's Feinberg's Lone and Pawn. Um, Kirk, Kirk's name that he put on the ticket, he used an alias of Sidney Carton. Um, Sidney Carton is the, one of the main characters of Dickens, uh, Tale of Two Cities. Right. Uh, so that's pretty clever, right? That was the yep. book that Spock gave him for his birthday, which he did not sell at a pawn shop. He did not. Did not. So that's only exists in Wrath of Khan. Yes. <laughs> um, so I thought it was a clever nickname, uh, or alias, Sidney Carton. Which, which is now in a million pieces. Oh, yeah. Do you think the book got all... Oh, right. He... Oh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess that. Okay, so that you then you answered the question I already asked. That where has Kirk had those glasses all this time? He couldn't have left them in his room on the Enterprise because they'd be gone. Because they'd be blown up. So he's been carrying them in his jacket pocket. I'm assuming. Whole. I'm assuming the book is back in Earth because I'm sure they had to take all their effects because they were decommissioning the ship. They had to take everything out of the, you know, all your stuff that you had in your room. Your quarters had to go to your house oh okay All right. so i'm guessing his book that spocky gave him is in his quarters somewhere wherever his apartment is you're doing a really good job keeping keeping track of things dave <laughs> i'm trying to <laughs> i'm doing a terrible job keeping track of where all this stuff is um uh the one last fun thing uh kirk also leaves a phone number which i also find funny that he even knows what a phone number is like right you know Oh, yeah, let me write down some numbers here. The phone number he leaves on the ticket is 555, which is your classic TV oh, yeah. and movie TV. exchange, yep. um, 1701. Clever. So that's clever. Again, all taken from a prop that I believe is fake. And so is but where is canon? I don't know. So you had, I think you have even mentioned, um, I think... You had mentioned that it was at the Star Trek experience, right? Yeah. Yep. I just would think that if it was a bad prop, they wouldn't show it there. Like, that's supposed to be, like, real Star Trek stuff, like the Star Trek experience. You think so? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So you're, you're saying you think this is pretty pretty close to canon because it's a sanctioned Star Trek thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just, it's, it, this is Chris. It's my personal thing. I, Absolutely. And I will, yeah. I support your personal view no matter how wrong it is. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. That's <laughs> how I know you're a good friend. Uh, and one last thing we got to acknowledge, uh, the, uh, this, uh, uh, no good antique shop slash pawn shop owner. The actor is played by Joe Noland. Um, Joe Noland has a fairly small uh, filmography to his credit, but interestingly, he was in Escape from Alcatraz, 1979. Yep. Pretty cool. He was uh, guard number 11. Um, also in a couple other films, Little Miss Marker and Delta Fever, which came out after 
uh, Star Trek Four. But mm. um, yeah, so Joe Noland. Okay. Dead or alive. <laughs> All right. Anything else on the antique slash pawn shop? I have nothing else. All right. So back to the streets of San Francisco. Was that a show? That was a show, wasn't it? It was. Michael yeah. Douglas. Thank you. the theme song? Oh, yeah. I used to love that show. Wow. Impressive. Um, <laughs> so Kirk's handing out the money like uh, it looks like, a you know, uh, some parent giving out candy at Halloween. They're like, give me, give me, give me. Well, he's only got 100 bucks. He's only got a hundred beans there. Like, what is he given? I mean, did the guy give him ones? <laughs> like, he's given everybody like cash. Hey, everybody, take some. You know, and then he's like, "Don't splurge." Well, you can't splurge twenty bucks. Well, I guess back then, you know, candy bars were nickel, right? Sure. Yeah, they were nickel. <laughs> we grew well, up. In the, I, we, I, we grew up in the 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 eighties, also known as the twenties. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm just I'm just thinking like, okay, if he has a hundred bucks, and he gives everyone I don't know ten bucks, I guess that gets you you know a Big Mac and a Coke. Sure. And you have some change left over back then. I mean, today that gets you nothing. I mean, it doesn't even get you like a you know a a, a Five Guys burger or a, you know. <laughs> I mean, those things are like fifteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty pretty expensive. Let's complain about that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I guess, you know, I wasn't even thinking of, like, the time. Like, yeah, 86. I'm, I'm sure things were, you know, gas was, like, 50 cents and, you know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although I, <laughs> I, I literally don't remember how much stuff cost back then. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah, totally. Um, I think gasoline was, like, a buck a gallon, though. I do, I do remember that because I remember as a teenager, you know, buying gas. Yeah, and you, you know, that was you put like five bucks in and it like filled your tank. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, yes, everybody, we're old. Ignore us. Um, I was trying to figure out what uh, what store they're uh, alongside here. Yeah, I couldn't tell. There's a poster in the window. And I'm like, oh, is that like a you know like a McDonald's or something? But I can't tell either. I think it's something food related because it looks like a sandwich that's cut in half. Yeah. Um, I'm almost wondering if it's an Obama pan. Well, we could. I, uh, we should see the will... interns on it. We know where they are, right? They're on the corner right. of Kearney and something else. Um, there's a Captain video across the street. Um, yep. We should be able to figure that out. Figure out what so restaurant this is. There's totally someone inside looking out the window. <laughs> it's either a man or a woman wearing really short shorts. Short shorts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can sort of see the reflection. I don't know if it's a reflection, but I'm assuming it's someone in there. But they got like a white shirt on with like red or pink colored shorts on. Um, Actually, I, I think there's a couple people in there, but well, yeah. Well, there's the, even better than the, the guy next to the. So there's the the guy with the shorts. I think it's a guy. Yeah. Um, but as uh, let's see, it's about second forty one, and going into forty two. As the, yeah. you know, the camera's moving back. There's somebody sitting in there, and that person leans back. Oh yeah, they totally have around sunglasses. The yeah, they have sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. leans back around the post so that he she can follow the camera. So just more of these yeah. you know, either terrible extras or just people who did not know um, that this filming was actually going on. Right. 
what's next? The map? Yep, we get the map, and Spock's saying, uh, simple, uh, so Kirk finishes up and says, thanks to your restored memory and a little bit of good luck, we're walking the streets of San Francisco, looking for a couple of humpback whales. So casual about it. Yeah. And restored memory? Is that really what we're going to say? I guess that's what he's calling it, is restored memory. I would think not. I don't I don't agree with it. I mean, obviously, it's just, you know, as everyone knows, I love to talk about the Katra. Um, it's his soul. It's his being. It's not his memory. Yeah. It's not just the memories he had. It's the, everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that was very casually thrown out there. Yes. I'm like, wait a minute, I thought we're still on, in the process of trying to get Spock back to right get them all there. Yeah, he passed the test, but he's still not Spock. I would not right. say he's restored. Uh, so yes. I don't like that. And I think it's a little flip of Kirk. I get two flips. Yeah, a little bit. That's yeah, that's more flip than McCoy. Than McCoy. Yeah. All right, let's talk about. There's a scene we just missed. Um, that uh, didn't make it on screen. It's in the script, um, and it happened. It actually happens between when Kirk <clears throat> and Spock are uh, in the antique slash pawn shop. Yep. Um, the rest of the gang is out on the street, uh, futzing around, and um, during that, a young a young boy, uh, young Japanese boy, walks by Sulu. Um, and actually, the kid, uh, according to the script, does a t- double take and comes up to Sulu and starts talking to him mm. uh, in Japanese. Um, and so the translations, the boy starts and says, Uncle Akira, is that you? What are you doing here? Mm. And Sulu replies uh, also in Japanese, uh, again, translated in subtitles, says, I'm sorry, my son, you have mistaken me for someone else. Um, and the boy says, yes, this must be true. And uh, says, you talk funny. Um, and uh, Sulu says, well, wait a minute. The kid starts to walk away. And Sulu says, wait a minute. What is your name? And the boy says, Sulu uh, Hikaru. Um, and then uh, Sulu says, oh, then I'm sure you will have a long and happy life. And, you know, says says goodbye. Um, right. And then Bones, you know, walks up and says, who was that? And Sulu says, that doctor was my great, great grandfather. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, nice little touch there. Um, but I mentioned it's in the script. Um, they fully intended to, to shoot this scene, um, but it never happened. And um, William Shatner tells a story in one of his one of his autobiographies um, that the reason this didn't didn't get filmed is because the actor that they had hired to play the boy, uh, he was a pretty young boy, like I don't know, six or seven. Yeah, uh, and he was not being cooperative for, oh, wow. for any of the you know he wouldn't he wouldn't talk to sulu uh when the cameras were rolling like he would you know they they took him back to the trailer and tried to you know uh you know try to loosen him up and get him you know comfortable and relaxed and stuff and then try to shoot it again and it didn't happen uh so finally they had to decide to just say forget it we're scratching the scene yeah they, they oh, that's thanks yeah because i think that would have been a great moment for sulu oh yeah um, and a, you know, kind of a you know clever, uh, uh, clever time travel you know twist right. to put in there. You're not you're not running into yourself in the past, but you're running into your ancestor. Um, so a little disappointed that that, that didn't actually make it in there. That, that would have been a nice touch. Absolutely, I told I wholeheartedly agree. 
Yep. As, as people are fond of saying that I will say that sort of thing if it's not if it's in the book or whatever. <laughs> I have a habit, I guess, of saying things like that. <laughs> yeah. Why was it in the book? No. It's in the book. In that, the movie? Would, that would have been awesome. Yep. The things that could have been. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's a. Uh, I think that's. Well, I guess there's a little bit more. So, Spock's using. Uh, just going on and on about simple logic. He's going to use logic to deduce where the right. where the whales are, and he's uh, again another uh, comedic moment, I guess, as he's rambling on and on about using logic. And Kirk's yes. just, you know, oh look, the bus pulls up, and yeah, there's the answer right there. I mean, that's like such a have a whale of a good time, <laughs> Jordan Gracie. Um, that's such like a sitcom move. You know, it's almost like the Brady Bunch. You, know, you see that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I've got the answer right here. Um, so, I don't know. Do you like this one? Do you like that? This chuckle fest moment? Um, I thought it was okay. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. I think it's funny in the sense that Spock is like trying to use that map to plot distance and you know course to get to the whales and yeah, and then the that's like you know that's like any type of movie or whatever where you know they start talking about someone they're like they're behind me right <laughs> yeah yeah you know that sort of thing yep uh so yeah i think that's about that's where it cuts off right he's boxed in the middle of his uh his logic breakdown yep. kirk spots the the billboard on the bus and we uh i guess we don't get the joke until the next minute sorry i ruined it i ruined the joke i'm sorry ruined it sorry dave well we do see the bus pull up the bus does pull up and that's how it ends yeah it, it ends with see george and gracie have a whale of a good time at the cetacean institute in sausalito sausalito is that a real city i would assume so <laughs> i don't know i haven't done my research on that yet <laughs> interns um all right, and that's uh that's where we end it. So, any other any other thoughts for uh, minute forty two? I do not have any more thoughts. Um, okay, I'm disappointed about the Sulu scene because I you know it's always great when they sort of have their their little moments. You know, yeah. each actor has like their own little minute. Right. And I think Sulu does have a minute coming up, but it's kind of brief. But I feel like that would have been a nice touch. Absolutely. That Especially – yeah. and, and, and I think that's one of those tropes too that, that you use in time travel. You always like go back and you see like someone you are – know or related to or something like that. And I feel like it would you – know, it just would have been a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, it's clever. It's a clever yeah. one. Um, all right. Well, that's okay. There'll be more good stuff coming. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess speaking of good stuff, it's Friday. Uh, Friday is the day we thank our patrons. Um, so, if you haven't heard us uh, say it the last few Fridays, <laughs> we started a Patreon for the yep. Star Trek Minute. Uh, if you head over to StarTrekMinute.com and click Become a Patron, you can get more information. Uh, but the gist is uh, you can uh, donate money to uh, sponsor the show, um, help keep the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. And uh, in return, we've got some cool uh, uh, incentives for you. So we uh, there's uh, stickers, there's a weekly bonus episode, um, and more. Uh, yep. I can never think of the other ones, uh, but uh, it's all there uh, on our Patreon site. Um, 
But uh, one of the perks is that we are going to uh, be thanking all of our patrons on our Friday episodes, and uh, that's where we are in the program. So let's uh, let's get to it. Um, yeah, I forget whose turn it is to read our list. So hmm. shall I go first? Shall sure. I? Okay. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to read it in. Um, oh, I was going to almost do the uh, the amount people have donated, but that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> invading some privacy uh, so we'll go in uh, alphabetical order sure uh, so starting with uh, we want to thank uh, Captain America Steve Rogers Steve Rogers um, we just uh, uh, had some good times with Captain America recently in uh, Avengers Endgame uh, which we will not spoil for anybody but we did just nope. see it um, good stuff Yep. Um, next we want to thank Conrad thank you sir uh, followed by David in solidarity. Again, I think solidarity. I solidarity with you, I assume. That's what we're talking about. Sure. Um, I want to thank our good friends over at Giraffe Bear. Yep. Uh, Love their stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, next up, we want to thank. Uh, I watch Star Trek on VHS in my mom's basement, and <laughs> I keep trying to decide if they're trying to make me sound like I'm saying it. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> well, totally. Yeah. And you uh, do so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, I want to thank Kevin uh, and Khan Noonian Shane. Uh, also, want to thank Sagacious Crumb. Hey, you got it. Yeah, thank you. Yes, uh, I want to thank our pals, the Carlisles. Hey, we love the Carlisles. Uh, shout out to Timmy Bricks. Timmy Bricks. And last but not least, uh, our good friends over at Vibrant Visionaries, Heidi Bennett. Did we thank Kevin? We, we did, yep. Okay, I must have missed Kevin. I must have been spacing out. All right, so we thanked him twice now. So thanks again, Kevin. Yep, So and thank you to the rest of you all a second time. Yes. Uh, much appreciated, as always. Uh, hope you're enjoying things. Um, let's uh, let's go enjoy the weekend. Uh, Star Trek yes. Tour this weekend. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Um, and uh, we'll be back again on Monday talking about Minute 43 of The Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Make it so.